We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for August 7th, 2011. And we're going into part 5 of our teaching here. And um, I'm trying to cover this 51-page PDF. We're on page 41 now. So I may be able to do it in this next part. I don't know. It kind of remains to be seen. Next article is entitled Murdoch's Media Malpractice and the Genetic Altering of Human Beings Through DNA Vaccines. Rupert Murdoch's media empire, News Corp., which represents the second largest media conglomerate in the world behind Walt Disney, is taking a severe beating as Murdoch himself is having to address various criminal allegations, including that his news of the world tabloid illegally hacked uh, private phone lines and committed various other crimes. Just so you know, Rupert Murdoch is a member of Rick Warren's church. That's the kind of gospel Rick Warren preaches. And um, I've even done a study on that. Just can either Rupert or Rick Warren. Probably Rupert would be better. And he is the one that owns uh, HarperCollins Publishing, which publishes all kind of like gay um, manuals and pro-sodomite stuff. And they also happen to own Zonderfan, which is the company that makes the NIV Bible and a lot of other things that Zonderfan puts out. Rupert Murdoch actually owns that. Uh, because Zonderfan is a subsidiary of HarperCollins. They also publish, HarperCollins publishes the Satanic Bible. So they put out the Zonervan NIV, and whatever else Zonderfan puts out, and they also put out the Satanic Bible. So I don't see any contradictions there, I don't know about you, but anyway, um, but Murdoch's media malpractice runs even deeper as the strong connections, and I've done teachings on those, NIV, you can key in NIV and Satanic Bible in the keyword search box on contendingfortruth.com. Uh, Murdoch's media malpractice runs even deeper as his strong connections to the pharmaceutical industry also fueled his media machine's fabrication of lies against Dr. Andrew Wakefield, who has done research proving how harmful vaccinations are, as well as, uh, as hid from the public the true dangers of DNA vaccines that permanently corrupt human genes and cause autism. Now this is the reason why all of a sudden Autism, which was virtually unheard of before the modern-day advent of vaccines, is so prevalent today. It's created through the vaccinations. Anybody that I know of, I worked with a man whose two children were vaccinated, and essentially the next day they were autistic. Many, many people. This is what happens. They get vaccinations, they react uh, off them, and they are autistic the next day. Of course, there's no correlation between the vaccination they got that, you know, the day before. And again, a huge media cover-up, huge, uh, all these trumped-up, bogus studies they've supposedly done where they've proven that there's no link between, you know, vaccinations and autism, which is total garbage because, you know, (laughs) all you have to know is that they get it the next day or within a week or usually bare minimum a month. They come down autistic. But the true dangers of DNA vaccines that permanently corrupt the human genes. This is why I have cautioned everyone to be extremely careful about even considering any vaccinations. They permanently corrupt the human genes. What was Satan's goal in Noah's day through the fallen angels? To corrupt the seed of mankind so that the Savior could not come. The prophesied Savior Jesus Christ could not come. If Jesus Christ was able to wipe out every human on the planet, 
that Jesus Christ could not come through human lineage. He knew that. He almost pulled it off. God had to wipe the whole world out, save eight people. Millions and millions and millions of people perished in the flood, and animals. Save eight people on the ark. Noah was perfect in his generations, the Bible says. And that doesn't mean his DNA was uncorrupted. It had not been. And um, Satan's no different today, as it was in the days of Noah. So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And he's using these DNA vaccines to permanently corrupt human genes. And, you know, in this case, cause autism. But who knows what it's doing to you from a spiritual standpoint? I don't know. But it's not good. It's real bad. Has a lot to do with transhumanism, where there's this group that wants you to become post-human and believing that you're also going to need implants and these types of things so you will be as gods. So we can go boldly from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius and achieve godhood because we're post-human, we're more than human. We're unredeemable though. Jesus Christ didn't come back to save post-humans. Didn't, didn't come to this earth to die on the cross to save post-humans. People that have had their DNA totally corrupted and have all kind of biological uh, implants the government's put in them. And the, the worst one of those is going to be the mark of the beast, without which you won't be able to buy, sell, or trade. The, right, the mark you receive in your right hand or forehead... Dr. Wakefield's work uncovered a crucial detail about certain vaccines that ultimately exposes those in this particular category as highly dangerous, life-altering poisons. The third-generation DNA vaccines like MMR, measles, mumps, rubella, that's what that stands for, made by culturing this vaccine directly off the remains of aborted babies. Did you know that's how MMR was made? It's cultured off aborted babies the fetal cell lines of aborted of a, of a aborted baby that's been grown and promulgated. Just check the PDR, the physician's desk reference, for MMR. And it'll say how it's made. Human diploid cells. Which is a real nice, fancy term for aborted babies. For an aborted baby. This MMR vaccine contains genetically engineered materials that are injected directly into the body, sort of like how genetically modified GM crops have been injected with altered DNA that changes their genetic makeup. These GE traits can permanently alter proper human development. And they're also being done to sterilize us. Kind of funny, the Bible says in Daniel 2.43, it says, and whereas, and regarding the end times that we're moving into. This is in regard to that. And whereas thou saw iron mixed with the miry clay, this is on the feet of the statue, okay? This is the last kingdom, which is where we're moving into. And whereas thou saw iron mixed with miry clay, they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men. Hmm. That implies that it's not the seed of men, right? They. It's, it's a separate group. Well, what other clue do we have in the Bible about that? Well, as it was in the days of Noah, Jesus Christ said, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Fallen angels had procreated with women, producing Nephilim giants, which is a corrupted DNA version, half human, half fallen angel. 
Who who else could they be? Is it the penguins? Is it the polar bears? Is it cockatoos? Is it meerkats? Prairie dogs? I I don't think so. Hmm. And you got all these UFO abduction things where they're constantly trying and totally focused in on the reproductive system of men when these people get abducted by the millions. It's been easily estimated. And they always focus in on reproduction. And these women turn up pregnant. And then all of a sudden the pregnancy's gone after another abduction attempt. And then many times they're brought back on the mothership and shown this hybrid, cursed baby that was in their stomach. I did a whole teaching on this a couple weeks ago. They shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. Let's just do a little more complex study on this. Noah Webster 1828 Dictionary, which more closely defines the words in the King James Bible and the context in which they were written, says the word mingle means to mix, and the word cleave means to unite aptly. Or aptly fit, meaning it's like a well, it's like a good fit. It's like a good, easy union. But it says they shall not cleave one to another. It's not a good fit. Maybe God, in his infinite wisdom, after the flood, and even after the promised land, when they encountered the giants there, maybe God's done something, thrown some monkey wrench into things, so that these... I don't want to call them aliens, these Nephilim, demonic creatures sent of Satan to try to corrupt the seed of mankind. Maybe they're having a harder time with their breeding program now than they did in Noah's day or in the days of the promised land. Maybe that's what that means. Here, Daniel is interpreting a dream about the final kingdom of mankind just before the return and reign of Jesus Christ. One might be tempted to believe this passage merely refers to a political mixture, given the larger context of the prophecy. But in looking at the original language, there seems to be a strong indication that, is a, that it is a marriage or a sexual type of union. This is most likely referring to an angel-human mixture here, especially in light of Matthew 24:37, which says, but as it was in the days of but as the days of Noah were so also uh, the coming of the Son of Man shall be. The overall angel hybrid understanding of Scripture, which Daniel operated from, as it, was, as, as it was an Orthodox Jewish view at the time, and only disappeared from the historical Christian church between 3 to 500 A.D. Did you know that that was a widely taught belief? But it, kind of, it disappeared from the mainstream church between 3 and 500 A.D. What happened in that time? The Catholic Church arose. 318, Constantine, considered the first pope. Yeah. wonder if they had anything to do with it. Sure they did. Sure they did. And now it's not taught at all, hardly, because, oh, that's way too radical. <laughs> way too radical for most pastors to even ever broach in their congregations, totally ill-informed, and have, have, has no idea of the deception that is getting ready to be foisted upon humanity, both lukewarm Christians, remnant Christians, and secular people alike. 
But hopefully the remnant will get educated. That's why we're here. So that they have some type of idea of what's going on when this deception fully goes down. Daniel 2.43 passage could be referring to hybridization in the final days. One cannot deny the hybridization is a major theme of today's UFO and abduction researcher uh, research, making it worthy of consideration that this passage prophesizes 2,500 years in advance and should serve as a warning to those who would reject Christ to serve and adore the so-called aliens. Here's an interesting verse, 2 Samuel 23.20. Well, there's no examples of hybrids in the Bible. Oh, there's not? Well, hold on, what were the giants? <laughs> fallen a- fall- part fallen angel, part human. The Nephilim, the fallen ones, as the word in the Hebrew is defined, the fallen ones, the giants. In the Hebrew, well, where's, where's I want more examples. Okay, here's another example. Benaniah, the son of Jedahoah, the son of a valiant man of Kaz... Kabzeel, who had done many acts. Now, this is one of David's mighty men. Okay, 2 Samuel 23.20. Okay, Benaniah, he slew two lion-like men of Moab. Yeah, they were lion-like men. Yeah. Huh. Well, there's an example for you. At the very end of this PDF, I'm going to... And I give you, in the, in the, the uh, my listener, Charles, I believe, sent this to me. It, all it is is a picture of, it's an Egyptian picture, and you've seen these pictures before, so this will be another example to you, of a of these gods that the e- Egyptians worship. One has the head of a hawk, the body of a man, and they have an ankh, which is an Egyptian cross. It's not a cross of Christ, okay? Another one has uh, the head of a jackal. I think that's Anubis. Pretty sure Anubis is the jackal, death god. The head of a jackal, the body of a man. The other one has the head of, I don't even know what that is. Something demonic. And then another one has the head of some other animal in the body of a human. And then the other one appears to be a woman. And then the next one appears to have the head of an alligator and the body of a human. The other one then, the last one has the head of some type of, I don't know, maybe a hawk, maybe the one was a peregrine, a falcon, I don't know. But see, this, this symbology is well known in, you know, a lot of the ancient writings, and, and a lot of those could be considered secular. Egyptian writings, Sumerian, uh, has all kind of history of this stuff. So, you know, I mean, this stuff is, is, has been uh, very well prevalent uh, in ancient writings for a long, long time. This whole concept of a hybrid race. We're going to look at this more now. Now, I'm going to give you my teachings here on cloning, DNA manipulation, and corrupting the seed. You can click on It's going to be on page 42 of the PDF for um, August 7, 2011. And then I'll also give you my teaching I did transhumanism, vaccinations, DNA, and corrupting the seed of mankind, which obviously is an expansion on what we're talking about right now. Going back to the article, it says, as far as DNA vaccines are concerned, the genetic, the GE, or genetically engineered material they contain, is included as part of an overall effort to induce DNA uptake. Meaning they want your body to uptake this foreign 
cursed DNA that is being injected into your bloodstream. A term, this DNA uptake is a term that is very, is very vaguely defined, but one that appears to infer a literal adoption of altered DNA into the human genetic structure. After all that I just said, doesn't, I mean, this so lines up with the Word of God. This is what we should be expecting to see happen. If you look at all the other teachings I've done on the subject in totality, it's so flagrantly obvious and irrefutable. Not because I'm irrefutable, but because the information is, and because it lines up with the Word of God. This is just the way Satan has chosen to corrupt the seed of man in the day and time we're living in. He did it a certain way during Noah's day. It was a way more in your face. Now he's done it more in a, in a stealth fashion, with more deception, and this is the, the fruit of it. So going further, if, if this is the case, then DNA vaccines like MMR are overriding normal DNA with altered DNA, which causes untold changes in human development and health that have been observed. I wonder how this is contributing to the wickedness of mankind. You, you, you give all these little children, what is it, 29 now? Total vaccinations, a lot of them are combined before the age of a, of a, of a certain age. And then, what is it doing to them spiritually? We know it's altering their DNA. If it's altering their DNA, and they're not, I'm not going to say they're not fully human, but where, what do we really know is happening? I don't really know. I can know, say one thing, you better err on the side of safety. <laughs> I mean, that would be, that's what I'm going to do. You don't want your DNA altered. God created you the way he created you for a reason. And you don't need a DNA tune-up from some wicked, evil, devil pharmaceutical company that's cultured a vaccination off an aborted baby and then added all kind of other witchcraft, witch cauldron garbage into the, D- into the DNA-induced vaccine. Like formaldehyde, which is what they embalm people with, and aluminum, which is what causes Alzheimer's, and all kind of detergents and things of this nature, and mercury in the form of thimerosal, which basically just causes cancer and also um, destroys the dendrite cells of your brain. You could go on and on and on. Based on Dr. Wakefield's findings, this is exactly... Well, here, let me just read the last sentence and then I'll read this one. If this is the case, the DNA vaccines like MMR are overriding normal DNA with altered DNA, which causes untold changes in human development and health that have been observed. Based on Dr. Wakefield's findings, this is exactly what appears to occur with MMR vaccines in particular. His findings show that MMR vaccine is linked to mitochondrial dysfunction caused by DNA mutations. And since no proper review... um, the, the mitochondria is like the powerhouse of the cell. It's the part of the cell that generates energy. Okay, just so you know. Anyway, uh, his findings show that MMR vaccine is linked to the mitochondria dysfunction caused by DNA mutations. And since no proper review of MMR has, has taken place to prove its safety, of course not. We're just supposed to trust the, vac- the, the, the wicked, evil, corrupt drug companies with our lives. They have our best interests at heart. No, all they are is a depopulation tool at this point. 
I'm not saying that I'm against, you know, emergency medicine to save a life, but I'm talking you cannot drug your body into good health. And you sure can't vaccinate your body into good health. God gave you an immune system and it doesn't need some DNA, uh, corrupt DNA vaccination tune-up. Since no proper review of MMR has ever taken place to prove its safety, his professional conclusion was that it was best to stop using it for children's safety. I'd say that's an understatement. According to the same CODO report, COTO report, article mentioned earlier, DNA vaccines like MMR were actually derived from failed gene therapy experiments. Oh, that's comforting. In other words, they appear to be a type of genetic experiment that is permanently altering human gene expression and proper DNA development. This is, this is how they're going to turn us into something that the transhumanists refer to as post-human. We're not going to be fully human anymore if we go along with their wicked, corrupt plan. Where we'll have all of our nice implants where we won't even need computers anymore because they'll be literally built into us. I'm not making this stuff up. And then we'll have our, our altered DNA, which also is going to make us post-human, not fully human anymore, our corrupted, which will corrupt our own DNA and most likely make us twice the child of hell or make a person twice the child of hell. How could it help you spiritually to get a vaccination from an aborted baby? I mean, that's, if that's not witchcraft, I don't know what is. Going further, in other words, they appear to be a type of genetic experiment that is permanently altering human gene expression and proper DNA development, which in turn lands its victims with permanent life-altering developmental disorders like autism. Again, all of this is totally suppressed, essentially, in the news, and all we hear is lies and propaganda how vaccines aren't truly linked with autism, even though all the proof totally flagrant proof shows the exact opposite. But none of this will ever be addressed by the likes of Rupert Murdoch's News Corp. Of course not. He's, he's just an elitist. He's, he wants to depopulate the world. He is of his father the devil, and of his works he will do. His father came to kill, steal, and destroy. They want to reduce world population at least by 66% right off the bat, and then get it down to 500 million according to the Georgia Guidestones, which would be about a 95% reduction, and then Satan will kill the rest of them off. But that's not going to happen. Because it's not in the Word of God. That's what Satan would like. I'm not saying it's what's going to happen. Millions and millions will die, though, most likely, between now and the end of the Tribulation. I mean, the Bible clearly proves that. So, going further... But none of this will ever be addressed by the likes of Rupert Murdoch, News Corp, or by other mainstream news outlets for that matter because of their close alliance with the drug industry. It is in their best interest to hide the truth from the public and to continue pushing the lie that all vaccines are safe and have never been implicated in causing any long-term health problems. This is just sickening. Going further, autism boom correlates with aborted fetal DNA vaccines. Is the use of DNA from aborted fetal tissues in 24 of today's vaccines, 24, they're using aborted babies as their culturing base for 24 of the vaccines that are out there now. 
And you're telling me the vaccination, these pharmaceutical companies that make these vaccinations are pure, total, wicked, satanic evil? Why would they have to use that? Of all things to culture it off. If you were Satan and you wanted to put the biggest curse you could on whether they were Christian or non-Christian. Well, I did it in ignorance. I know that, but there's still going to be repercussions. You still reap what you sow, even if you were ignorant of it. That's why the Bible says, my children are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Well, give me an example. Okay. Somebody gives you a poisoned glass of orange juice. You're saved. You drink the orange juice, you die. I'm not saying God couldn't protect you. Weren't you just destroyed for lack of knowledge, though? That's another example of being destroyed for lack of knowledge. And if you're a Christian, and you're pumping these DNA, aborted baby vaccines into your system, corrupted DNA, all this witch's brew of toxins, and they even have the potential now, and I've mentioned this in many other teachings, to do the microchips in the vaccines. And I'm not saying it's the mark of the beast, but I'm saying they're Hitachi has developed, and this is what they were admitting to years ago, microchip dust could literally be in the vaccines. They have the ability now to put microchips at the end of the needle in quality control, and they were talking about doing that during this last swine flu debacle outbreak, which we're probably going to have another one of those this year. Wouldn't it surprise me? So you get your microchip implants... You get your corrupted, aborted fetal cell DNA, and then all the other witches' brew of garbage that they put in there, and who knows what other DNA. They shall mingle themselves with the seed of men? Is the only way they can mingle themselves is through these supposed breeding programs on the mothership? No, this is another way they can mingle their themselves with the seed of men. Who knows what DNA is in there is what I'm trying to tell you. All I'm saying is, do you really, I mean, can I be dogmatic about the last point? Obviously no, but Am I going to take a chance on it? Think about the implications. So, man, I mean, if this don't get you fired up, your wood's wet. So is the use of DNA from aborted fetal cell tissues in 24 of today's vaccines behind an increase in autism? Pro-life groups say that the research by the EPA adds to an increasing body of evidence implicating the use of aborted fetal cell material in the nationwide vaccinations impacting nearly every child born in the United States. And if you don't do this, you're a bad parent. And the state is watching you. You know. (sighs) Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. American Life League has joined the Sound Choice Pharmaceutical Institute in calling for a fair labeling and informed consent act in light of the findings. Fat chance on getting that. But, quote, for years the evidence has pointed toward the link between vaccines using DNA from aborted babies and the rise of autism disorder rates, said Jim Sedelec, vice president of American Life League. He said, quote, parents need and deserve to know the risks associated with vaccinations made from lines derived from the bodies of aborted children. I like how he puts it, because that's what it is. It's not human diploid cells. They're aborted babies. Due, but due to massive pharmaceutical money at risk, and the fact that there are so many massive egos involved who would have to back down and admit they've not done their homework in proving vaccines are safe and effective, don't expect anything to change. 
Instead, we know that even the World Health Organization have corrupt expert consultants. Of course they do. They're behind this. The World Health Organization via the UN is totally behind the, the mass depopulation of the world. Particularly, they're able to foist a lot of this easier in third world countries where the people just line up and take whatever they're given. So World Health Organization has corrupt expert, consult, expert consultants on the take, meaning they're being paid off, telling the world about the dangerous H1N1 pandemic they dreamed up to sell more improved, clearly dangerous vaccines. And again, I've done tons of teachings on this whole H1N1 swine flu. Just key in vaccinations and you'll see the... Now granted, those teachings, a lot of that was current event information at the time, which was, you know, not this winter, but last winter, the winter before that. But still, it's a it's a very good education on that subject. Because I don't just talk about the current events, I talk about, you know, a lot of the tenets of vaccinations. When will the general public finally wake up and learn what is really going on with this vaccine controversy? They are causing illnesses that are bankrupting families and breaking up marriages. Yeah, but that, honestly, that's all, that's all not well and good, but that's one thing to state. What are they doing to you on a spiritual level? What are they doing to you on a molecular DNA level? Which is one of the things, and I think I'm one of the few people that brought this issue up, has brought this up, and I've rarely ever heard anybody say, okay, now they're, they're finally acknowledging the DNA issue. Finally. Some of these groups. But rarely will you ever hear them say, well, what's it doing to you on a spiritual level? What kind of curse might we be bringing on ourselves? by injecting a vaccination that's culture off an aborted baby into our bloodstreams. I don't know, but it can't be good. And then it goes on to say, we all suffer as we weaken our population with these, uh, now one in four children have to take a drug for some chronic medical condition. The, the, the little kids today are turning into just drug addicts. So many of them are just on meds. The girl across the street from where we live, I mean, she's got a whole drawer full of medications. I don't take any medications. My daughter doesn't take any medications. We never have. I mean, it's one thing, you know, to take like, I don't even know. I don't even know an example. I don't even know. There's permissible examples. Okay. But uh, what I'm saying is you just can't drug your body into good health long term. Okay. Drugs are not made to promote long term health. Get you out of the woods, whatever. But vaccinations, that's a whole other ball of wax there. Next article, study confirms autism boom correlates with aborted fetal DNA and vaccines. A recent study by the Environmental Protection Agency, which I'm surprised they would release this. The EPA has confirmed 1988 is a change point in the rise of autism disorder rates in the U.S. A date that pro-life leaders say correlates with the introduction of aborted fetal cell lines for the use of vaccines. So, I don't think they set out to like prove that there was a correlation between aborted fetal cell vaccines. I think it was just their research, and these were the years that autism rates skyrocketed. And then this um, pro-life organization, LifeSiteNews.com, all they did is take this information and correlate it with the things we're going to go over right now. The group pointed out in its most popular, in its most recent newsletter that 1988 is the same year the U.S. Advisory Committee, Committee on Immunization Practices began recommending a second dose of the MMR vaccine. You gotta get your, your, 
double dose of that aborted fetal cell line vaccine. We're not defiling you enough. We've got to defile your DNA more and defile you spiritually more, is what they're saying. And included, which included the cells derived from the tissues of aborted babies. Analysis of autism rate published by the SCPI identified three clear change points in the U.S. autism disorder trends. 1981, 1988, and 1995. All of which the groups claim roughly correlate with the use of vaccines, Miravax, MMR2, and the chickenpox vaccination that were cultivated with the use of tissue from aborted children. The group says that it has been unable to identify any other factor that might correlate to the change in autism rates. (laughs) There's no other factor they can even correlate with it. Because it's these cursed, cursed vaccines that have caused this explosion in autism rates in these children. The only environmental event correlating with these statistical autism trend change points would would impact almost all children was the introduction of vaccines using human fetal cells and containing residual human DNA and cellular debris, said the SCPI. (laughs) Right there. That's what I've been saying all along. All I need to know is I know several, I, I've known so many people. I mean, there's whole support groups across America for people that have autistic kids that became autistic the day after they were vaccinated. I, like I said, I work with that man, a doctor, that had two kids. I, why he, he got the second one vaccinated after the first one came down with autism the next day, I have no clue. Being a chiropractor, he went to the same chiropractic I, college I did. He, we were taught to know better. That was one thing they did emphasize at the chiropractic college I went to was the, the evil of vaccines. So, I mean, you know, to me it was just incomprehensible that he would have, you know. And then Wendy Callahan, the, the, the lady that I've referred to many, many times, um, her children were both horrifically affected after the vaccinations. I mean, and then I had a listener send me this little gem the other day. And I've entitled it, Proudly Selling Their Black Souls to Satan. Vaccine manufacturers. I mean, these, to me, these are the most vile scum on the planet Earth, just about. They, they Just to me, this is the epitome of evil. The absolute epitome of pure black evil. 1 Timothy 6.10 says, For the love of money is the root of all evil. Now, I'm, sa- I'm saying these verses because I'm going to read you what they're proudly proclaiming on the internet. 2 Timothy 3.13 But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. This is an accurate description of who we're going to be talking about. John 3.19 and 20 said, And this is the condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light. That's way more the norm now than anything. Men loving darkness rather than light. Why? Because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. This is entitled a... It's it's called the Vaccine Business Congress. Where development deals get done. I'm not making this up. From the organizers of the Drug Delivery Partnerships, Vaccine Business Congress, where development deals get done. 
fall, it's, it's going to be the fall of 2011, the, Hil- the Hilton Baltimore, Baltimore, Maryland. I'm reading to you right from their disgusting ad promoting this. The only place to meet innovators behind the top 10 vaccine partnerships, sharing their secrets to success, and providing participants with the tools for partnering and funding. And they actually, these people have the audacity to show their faces on the internet. They need to be prayed for, these devils. The first one is Intercell and JSK. And it shows the picture of Catherine Cohen and Intercell Michael Bajet of GSK, which GSK stands for GlaxoSmithKline. And they have a little blurb underneath their pictures about kind of what they're all about. These vaccine partnership companies. And it says, surviving and thriving in an acquisition-oriented economy. See, this is totally, purely on their end about money, defiling humanity with their cursed devil DNA who knows if they got microchips in there and all the other witches toxin brew uh, the, the witches brew toxins that they have in these vaccines it's all about making money and defiling humanity to the maximum degree the next one nabi biopharmaceutical maintaining strong brand identities while in strategic partnerships with big pharma it's totally totally, totally about money. It's not about getting people well. It's not about preventing disease. It's about perpetuating disease. The next one, Biosante Pharmaceuticals. Oh, this guy looks so arrogant, I can't even stand to look at his face. And his deal is ensuring small biotech survival when big pharma deals aren't forthcoming. All oh, these poor vaccine companies, when, when the big pharma deals aren't forthcoming, I mean, you gotta, you got to have some way of surviving. And again, they give the name of, of each one of these devils. They're probably all Satanists. I mean, I, I Luciferians, whatever. I, I, I just would almost... It would be very hard to convince me that you're not dealing with just Satanists here. Just pure evil. And then the next one, Timothy Rodell of Global Immune. Globe Immune. Making your vaccine commercially attractive in a crowded marketplace. So you've got to make it attractive. You know? We've got to make that money. We've got to defile humanity. We've got to destroy humanity. We've got to serve Satan. And then the next one. Rahul Sigvi of Novavax. And his deal is Pharmaceutica is securing the right emerging market partnership for your platform. So yeah, you know, it's, it's like flavor of the week. Come up with a vaccine your platform, and we'll we'll see if we can help you promote it. Your cursed piece of garbage vaccine that defiles humanity, and we'll make sure you make tons of money off it. Talk about selling your soul to Satan. The next one is Sanofi Pasteur, um, Gavin Zeely, and Joseph Shaw, and they're attracting big pharma to your vaccine platform. And then this guy, Medical. And DARPA. Oh, DARPA? <laughs> Great. <sighs> Navigating the complex world of government partnerships. See, that's what DARPA is all about. Defense Authorization Research Project, I believe. DARPA. 
Big Brother at its finest, combining vaccination with the government. And when whatever pandemic that they create goes down, they're going to have the government yoking up, and it's already yoked up with the vaccination companies. And there's going to be, you know, forced vaccinations and, um, you know, all this false created lies and propaganda and fervor that you got to take it. If you don't take it, you know, you're going to be incarcerated and will force vaccinate you or whatever they're going to say. I've done so many teachings on this. I did a 14-city tour of America on this uh, regarding the avian flu and um, back in 06. I don't think it's up on the internet, though, but it might be. It might be up on YouTube. I don't know. Prophecy Club. I did it through the Prophecy Club. And um, But I also have, if you do avian flu, Scott Johnson, which totally applies to this subject as much as it did... More, it, it applies more today than it did back then. Because I, I mean, back then I spent about seven months research to, to put together a 150 PowerPoint slide to do the tour. But now there's so much more information. I mean, we'll probably have 300 slides if I tried to reproduce it. But you can go up and just do Avion and Scott Johnson on the internet and you'll find my teachings. I did, all you're going to see is a PowerPoint presentation. You won't see me talking. But it's essentially a reproduction of it, a little more updated. So anyway, and there's some more people you can look at here. Then, this goes on to say, vaccines are the continuing success story. Now this is their, their propaganda ad on the internet. Vaccines are the continuing success story. Earning over $27 billion in 2009 alone, despite difficult economic times for the pharmaceutical industry. Oh, isn't that terrible? we got the pharmaceutical industry which is where the word, you know, pharmaceutical gets its root word in pharmakia, which is the root word for sorcery in the Bible. I've done a whole study on this. Just key in uh, pharmakia or pharmaceutical in the keyword search box and continue for truth. You can hear the whole thing. And then going back to this, it says, by 2012, vaccines are expected to bring in more than $35 billion in revenue. The love of money is the root of all evil. This is so sickening. Business development heads must take a long, hard look at their company's pipelines and pursue stronger vaccine portfolios. Why? Because it's never enough. It's, greed is never satisfied. Greed is just never... It's just like a fire, just like Satan. Never can get enough. You've got to str- pursue stronger vaccine portfolios. As the global demand for vaccines and their profitability continue to soar, pharmaceutical and biotech companies are increasingly looking for ways to secure the most lucrative partnerships possible to advance their vaccine platform development. What a bunch of sick devils. They could care less about the health of anybody. They want to, they want to enslave you. The Vaccine Business Congress is the only conference solely dedicated to fostering partner, partnering opportunities in a vaccine space. I mean, the Bible says, be angry and sit not. This is, I mean, this should cause righteous indignation in you. Here we bring together all the major players in vaccine development, including big pharma, small biotech, government, philanthropic organizations, and private investment investment companies. Participants obtain um, 
the tools to secure funding for their vaccine platforms so they can stay competitive in a booming market in both developed and emerging markets. That was one of the most disgusting things I think I've ever read in my life. But, that's Satan for you. Next article. Pandora's box has surely been opened. A dangerous genetic experiment has come out of the shadows and the human-animal hybrids, or chimeras, and other transgenic clones it, is, it has yielded now threaten to endanger and irrev- irrevocably alter life as we know it. The controllers of the elite-funded science and R&D, which stands for Research and Development, have wantonly tampered with the genetic code of the planet, ignoring the rather obvious dangers posed by cross-species experimentation and flagrantly jeopardizing the Earth's delicately balanced biodiversity. Again, this all lines up with what I just said about corrupting the seed of mankind. And not only mankind, but the plants, the animals, the birds, the fishes, everything. Nothing's off limits. Satan wants to totally destroy and defile God's creation. That's his agenda. Anything that God created, Satan wants to destroy. The controllers of the elite-funded science and R&D have wantonly tampered... Okay, I already read that. Fresh revelations about a secret lab program in the UK, admittedly ongoing for the last three years, that developed such bestial hybrids only serves to reinforce our data concerning the fact that genetically modified laboratory creations are spinning fast out of control. Now the biotech industry has unleashed these Franken-breeds into the world under the auspices of monopolizing some of the most important and dangerous developments in agra, meaning agra, big agra, meaning big agriculture, pharma, and medical research in the 21st century. Now, this what they're just referring to there, this secret lab program in the UK, which is admitted to ongoing for three years, developing bestial hybrids, this just came out last week. Now, I'll give you the link to that at the very end of this article, which it's, here's some of the links. I'm just going to go over them now, because it's more pertinent for me to go over them now than later. First link is entitled, GM, genetically modified, human-animal hybrids, emerging market for organs, babies, and pharmaceuticals. And then, another one, 150 human-animal hybrids grown in UK, United Kingdom labs, embryos have been produced secretively for the past three years. And that's just what they're admitting to. You can't even imagine the kind of whore, um, house of whores they have created in underground bases in black projects under this planet, which again, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. They are defiling every bit of God's creations and, are, and most likely are getting ready to unleash these stinking things in the end times for some kind of Hybrid, who knows what? I mean, are they creating them for no reason? You have to wonder, what is the ultimate endgame from all this? Here's another one. Regulations proposed for human-animal chimeras. Hybrids, essentially. UK lays out first framework to govern ethically sensitive research field. This is just total insanity. I wish I didn't have to report on this stuff, but it's, it's true. It's what they're admitting to. And if they're admitting to it, you can't even imagine what they've really done. 
Another one, Animals Containing Human Material. Summary, the Academy of Medical Sciences published a report examining the use of animals containing human material. And this is all scientifically backed research. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the, um, the main article that I was just at. Okay, so let's go further here. Uh, the GM solutions to life's challenges promise lucrative returns due to royalties on their patented gene expressions. Again, the love of money is the root of all evil. So you've got the Illuminati, the Satanists, the people that control these pharmaceutical companies uh, making out like bandits. Not only are they decimating humanity, not only are they defiling humanity, body, soul, and spirit, but they're also uh, getting totally filthy rich in the process. Transgenic clones created by deleting and replacing DNA sequences to create a cross-species hybrid, which is called xenotransplantation, that is then grown on a host egg, are fast becoming a pet project of corporate science that offers to fulfill farming's promise of replacement organs for ailing humans. Industrial and pharmaceutical applications of the artificial protein production and the hope of successful outlets for artificial fertilization and human cloning in an increasing age of sterility and infertility. Yeah, which they've created. The sterility and infertility is something that they have totally created through the water, the air, the food, and vaccinations, all by design. However, it is these man-made creations that pose the greatest risks, including contamination, proven links to sterility and offspring, and risks of cancer. Many clones, including the world's famous first clone sheep, Dolly, have had conspicuously short lives and bad health. Arthritis, breathing problems, and more have plagued their existence. That's, why, that's because you can't play God. You can't expect to improve upon what God put here. But see, Satan's not wanting to improve upon it. Ultimately, he's just going to put some nice slick veneer on all this garbage and say, oh, it's gonna, you're going to be better. No, you're not. <laughs> you or nothing touched by this will be better. Arthritis, breathing problems, and more, and more have plagued their existence while hundreds of embryos fail in cultivation for each successful clone. Still others die in the womb after only days. Yet these entities are trusted to f fulfill humanity's betterment. It, it's just so disgusting. Okay. Let me just give you a little confirmation of this. I use this as a commentary. Okay? Book of Enoch, chapter 7. And all the others together with them took unto themselves wives. Now, this is an expansion of Genesis 6 in the Bible. I'm not saying that the Book of Enoch is canon of Scripture. Okay? I use it as a commentary. And all the other others together with them, took unto them wives, and each chose for him one, and they began to go in and unto them and defile themselves with them. This is when the fallen angels came down and took unto them wives, all that they chose, like the Bible says in Genesis 6, and it says it went unto them. They had sex with them. And they taught them charms and enchantments. This is where witchcraft was, really, it was where I believe it was truly initially taught in its, in its most, probably, satanic form. And they taught them charms and enchantments and the cutting of roots and made them acquainted with plants. And they became pregnant, these women. And they bare great giants whose height was 3,000 L's. I don't know how tall that is, but they were big suckers. 
who consumed all the acquisitions of men. These giants did. Okay, And when men could no longer sustain them, the giants turned against them and devoured mankind. I mean, what were you expecting? For them to befriend them and say, oh, you're, you're our little buddies. We love you. No. So when men could no longer sustain them, the giants turned against them and devoured mankind. They were, they were hungry, you know? And they began to sin against the birds and the beasts and reptiles and fish and to devour one another's flesh and drink the blood. This is what the giants did. Then the earth laid accusation against the lawless ones. It's kind of like when the land becomes defiled and the innocent blood cries out from the land, like in Abel's case, or when innocent babies are killed. Hold on. They begin to sin against the birds, the beasts, the reptiles, the fish, and devour one another's flesh and drink the blood? Doesn't that kind of decide like what we were just talking about? Defiling? Creating these human-animal hybrids? Which God would, would totally forbid and is an abomination in his sight. We're doing the same thing today. As it was in the days of Noah, which is what we're talking about here, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, where else in the Bible does it say that, that these giants were, were eating men? Oh, okay. Let's go to Numbers 13, 32 and 33. Let's, let me read that to you. And they brought up an evil report. Of the, these were the spies that went in. And um, this, these are the first set of spies that didn't have, for the most part, the faith, other than two. And this is the reason that, that Israel wandered in the Promised Land for 40 years. And a new generation was brought up that had the faith to believe they could go and possess the Promised Land. Okay? This is the first set of spies. And they brought up an evil report of the land which had searched under the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land, and that word land, this phrase is derived from the Hebrew word Eretz, which in this context means the inhabitants of the land. I mean, the land just doesn't eat people. I mean, the ground doesn't have like this mouth and it's munching on your feet. Okay? Just listen to the context, and, and it's very obvious. The land which we have gone into search, it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. <laughs> they were talking about the giants that they saw in the land. And all the people that we saw are men of great stature. Remember, the Bible says in Genesis 6 that there were giants in those days, and also after that. What do you mean after that? After the days of Noah, after the flood. And this is confirmation of Genesis 6, where it says that. That eateth up the inhabitants thereof, all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. They were giants. And there we saw giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants and were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. Meaning they felt like grasshoppers in the sight of these giants. And so we were in their sight. It said the land... And this is in reference to the giants. Eateth up the inhabitants thereof. They were cannibals. Why would that surprise us? So anyway, it confirms the, the verse in um, Enoch as well. Those verses I just read you. Okay, so going back to this article. In particular, mixing the human genome with that of various useful animal crosses, the extremely risky bridge formally separating many beast-borne diseases 
from those that typically affect humans or plant species for that matter. The contagion of mixing unrelated species like mammals and jellyfish genes. Mixing a mammal with a jellyfish. How sick. When you do that, it gives the opportunity for unforeseen consequences and uncontrollable mutations. Further, many genes which scientists have previously believed to be equivalent have proven to behave differently when transplanted into foreign DNA sequences. In other words, they don't know what kind of Frankenstein, their Frankenstein creations, what's really going to happen. They're trying to play God. Additionally, lack of recognition or compensation for pleiotrophic genes, where one single gene gives expression for multiple traits, makes some of the consequences totally unforeseeable, yet predictably dangerous. That's why we're not supposed to play God. That's why everything, and I'm going to read you the Bible verses about this. What does God say we should do? Genesis 1.20, first chapter of the Bible, says, And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly. And this is when he created creation. Okay, God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly uh, the moving creature that hath life and the fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created the great whales, and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind. Wasn't the whales mating with dolphins, or dolphins mating with gorillas or whatever? It wasn't that. They brought forth after their own kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. I mean, why would God bother to put that in there if it wasn't a big deal to him? It's in the first chapter of the Bible. It's literally a foundation of, you know, the rest of the Bible. And the winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. See, it's good when you bring forth after your own kind. What would God think? What does God think about all of this disgusting, sickening, Genetic experimentation that's going on behind closed doors. And they're just, they're just showing us a little bit about what they're doing. It is an absolute total abomination in his sight. A stench in his nostrils. Satan may have it his way for a while, but it ain't going to be very long. His days are numbered in the name of Jesus Christ. His days are numbered. Going further, Genesis one twenty two, And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters and the seas, and let the fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creature, bring forth the living creature after his kind. Cattle and creeping thing, and the beast of the earth after his kind. And it was so. Verse 25, And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. See, this must be a pretty big deal to God, because this is the first chapter in the Bible, and God is emphasizing over and over and over, not to be redundant, but whenever you see something repeated over and over in Scripture, the more you see it repeated, the more important it is to God that he's emphasizing this to you. What is truth? Thy word is truth. Where do we get instruction? From the word of God. This is our example. And this was the first chapter of the Bible. So I really believe this is extremely grievous to God. 
this subject we're, we're addressing in this fifth part. Not to say the other things weren't grievous. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Going further, grotesque experiment, experimentation iconically portrayed for more than a century in the globalist H.G. Wells, The Island of Dr. Moreau. Oh, what a sick movie that was. Golly, was that sick. It has now come to life, growing human ears on the backs of mice. Speaking of this, growing human ears, have you, heard, have you seen the pictures of this? There's a link here that you can click on, and you can see it. I, I'm not making this up. I know somebody that works at one of these clinics, where they do this. All this chimeric, genetic experimentation. In fact, they work in this section where they do this stuff, or at least in part. All of these genetic experiments that are going on behind closed doors. Growing human ear... How hard you like that ear put on you? I mean, isn't that a little creepy? And it's not just one mouse. It's several. This is going on. I mean, they've admitted to it. They've shown that the pictures are here. Just... Click on this link. It's on page 48 of the, P- of the PDF. We're already on page 48. This is the biggest teaching I've ever done, ever. Not to say I'm like proud of myself or anything. I'm just saying it's the largest one ever. I asked God before I did this to give me strength to get through this because normally I can't hold out this long. <laughs> it's a lot. More, normally my throat will give out or something, but praise the Lord. Uh, it, it's so grievous, though, what I'm having to cover, but uh, welcome to my life. Anyway, um, so, this island of Dr. Moreau has now come to life, growing human ears on the backs of mice, harvesting human-marked organs from cows, pigs, and other host species, synthesizing strategic proteins in host milk production, and other seemingly sci-fi applications, paving the way for future biotechnology. Creations like spider goats are, I mean, as if, as if goats aren't creepy enough. Anyway, are raised in contradiction to nature's laws. All the name of all in the name of reaching industrial production of a stronger-than-steel protein from the spider silk that can create fibers for items like bulletproof vests. Sold directly to the military prison industrial complex, further feeding the total domination of mankind. GMO species have become absolutely invasive, and their doctors, Frankenstein, have unleashed them intentionally to wreak and destroy the native competing species. Corporate contamination of non-GMO plant, or crop contamination of non-GMO plants combined with the genocidal effects of Terminator seeds via Monsanto is devastating to ordinary farmers. Consumption of GMO crops have proven ties in mice studies to sterility, uh, shown to be even delayed into the second or third generation, as well as cancer and other issues. Powerful globalists have declared themselves God and seek to limit the complex expression the complex expression of life with cheap carbon copy clones that threaten to displace the genuine flora and fauna and other life on this planet. Not long ago, the world's most prestigious scientists considered some 96% of DNA to be throwaway junk or actually derived from 
the ancient astronauts that came here and seeded the Earth. Now they've supposedly proven it's from our alien ancestors that came here millions of years ago and created us. It's called the ancient astronaut theory, which I've totally debunked. Garbage. But they considered it 96% throwaway junk or DNA with no genetic value. Now, in greater arrogance, they will make far greater mistakes as they pretend to understand the path to transhumanism where man supposedly ascends to godhood through life extension. <laughs> oh, you know, and many other things. Humanity must stand up and say no before it's too late. And I, I reposted this email I got from a listener named Clint Regarding this junk DNA, I read this one other time a long time ago, but I'm going to read it again. This was an email I got from him quite a while ago. He said, Brother Scott, I hope you, you'll bring what I'm writing to the attention of your listeners, as they should be informed that junk DNA cannot possibly be of alien origin. I work as a molecular biologist, and the following information is pretty basic stuff for people in my field. So it's just embarrassing that a scientist would try to pass this off, off this patently goofy Alien DNA hypothesis is truth. And he says, most non-coding DNA in humans is one of two things. It's either in, intro, intronic, intronic DNA or intergenic DNA. And while neither of them code for protein or RNA structures, they have important roles nonetheless. In other words, it's not junk DNA. They have important roles. Without getting into too much detail... Intronic DNA allows for alter, alternative splicing, which allows our cells to store the information for several different proteins in one gene. This is how our various antibodies are so carefully tailored by our immune system um, in response to handle so many different targets. Intergenic DNA is the DNA in between the two adjacent genes, and it contains sequences called promoters, which react with special proteins to turn gene expression either on or off as needed. These systems are very complex and allow for the tremendous amount of regulation needed for the individual cell to do all that it does in a harmonious manner. I hope this helps Clint. Well, we're fearfully and wonderfully made, you know, so this should be of no surprise. And I give you the link here to my teaching I did on the ancient astronaut theory, the shocking origin of intelligent design, which is not based in Christianity. Intelligent design. Um, and then another our, um, teaching I did called Transhumanism, Vaccination, DNA, and Corrupting the Seed of Mankind. I already listed that one earlier, earlier but it's, it's pertinent here. Going back to the article, Tom Knight, professor of MIT's Artificial Intelligence Lab, says that, quote, the genetic code is 3.6 billion years old. Right, Tom. And you were back 3.6 billion years when it was written, right? What a lie from the pit of hell. And then he says, since it's 3.6 billion years old, it's time for a rewrite. What arrogance. What total unmitigated arrogance these devils wanting to suppose themselves or fancy themselves as gods saying the genetic code needs a rewrite. Demon possessed. The top AI researcher, that, or if you see the word AI, it means artificial intelligence. The top AI researcher, Hugo, Hugo DeGaris, explains that the development of superintelligent AI may lead to a devastating world war that could kill billions of people. He adds that it, he is more than willing to take the risk. Well, I'm so glad you are, Hugo. I'm so glad you're willing to take the risk, you know. Because if it's good enough for you, it's good enough for me, man. 
that he adds that he is more than willing to take the risk, saying, quote, as a brain builder myself, I am prepared to risk the extinction of the human species for the sake of build, building an artelect. And then he says, yep. Well, good. I'm so glad you are, but please don't speak on my behalf, you devil. Please don't do that. I mean, these guys are pure evil. I'm sorry, but they are pure evil. The people at this level that are playing God and doing this stuff, I pray to God their souls be saved, if it be possible. I really do. But most of these people are so far gone and so evil, are so full of pride and so arrogant that they're, they're literally they have been turned over to a reprobate mind. I don't know what other conclusion I can draw. Here's an art, here's a email I received today and I put it in at the last minute. It's entitled Mandatory Vaccines and RFID in Texas Hospitals. Uh, and I'm, I'm withholding there who this is, um, you know, for obvious reasons. He says, Dr. Scott, I just wanted to let you know that it is rapid, what is rapidly transpiring here in Texas. I work at one of two hospitals here, and my wife works at the other. We have learned that this flu season, there is a joint effort between our hospitals to implement a strict, mandatory vaccination policy as a condition of our employment. If we opt out, we will be forced to wear a N95 mask anytime we're within six feet of a patient. This policy, uh, like, like, so you don't get vaccinated, so you're this extreme risk to the patient. So you got to wear one of these stupid masks and, and basically ostracize yourself from the rest because you're the only ones wearing the mask. So people would view you, you know, like, well, you've got cooties or something, you know, that type of thing. Well, anyway, this policy will make those who refuse to look silly, who refuse look silly and dangerous to our patients. Eventually, this will cost my family our careers since neither my wife nor I will be forced into taking the vaccine. Well, praise the Lord for that. In addition to this, the hospital I work at has a contract with GE, General Electric, to put in RFID readers, which that stands for Radio Frequency Identifiers, okay, which is kind of the pre- forerunner to the mark of the beast to a certain extent, okay, because these marks that they'll, that they'll put in the people that take the mark of the beast are going to be radio frequencies. They're going to not only be used to buy or sell, but you're going to be able to wave them over things, and they're going to read all your information, bank account stuff, whatever it needs to have. Okay, These RFID readers um, are going to be a large component of the mark of the beast. So, they're working in, in conjunction with GE to put RFID readers throughout the hospital to track equipment. They are installing them everywhere right now, including the outpatient physical therapy clinic where I work. I have also learned from a trusted source in personnel, that the new ID badges that they'll be wearing will have embedded RFID chips and will be issued to all employees this fall and likely by September. The good news is that everything I've been warning my wife and co-workers about for the last three years is coming true. Many of the sleepy-headed scoffers around me are starting to pay attention. Praise Jesus. And um, so anyway, that's that was what he said. And actually, believe it or not, we're done. This, we're done with the whole teaching. We got through 51 pages of material. and um, So, that's the teaching for today. It will be five parts. And um, we'll, we're going to post these five parts. It's going to be kind of almost like a triple teaching. And we will hopefully resume things, not this weekend, but the weekend after that, Lord willing. 
And I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us. We praise you for your goodness and your mercy. Lord God, for what the Lord Jesus Christ did on the cross to save our souls. I pray those listening to this, if they're not saved, Lord God, that their souls be saved. For it's your will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance, Lord. And I pray your fear be upon them, whatever it takes, Lord God, to um, lead them to salvation, Lord God. I just pray you do that. I pray you would even dispatch your angels toward this end. And that your truth and your word would go forth in the world, Lord, and, and it would wake people up, Lord, that people would get saved, that your name would be glorified through the body of Christ, that you would forgive us for any and all sins we've committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us, and that your name would be glorified through the body of Christ. We ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.